0: podcast episode number 183. It's a special podcast. We wanted to do it last week, but we were out of the country in Madrid Mm -hmm. shooting a special that's going to be launching later on today with Tate. Uh, Today's uh, podcast is around 9-11 and what really happened to it. And our guest today, Dr. Richard Gage, has done numerous interviews, has done numerous work on this, has done numerous... Uh, uh, talks on this, speeches all around the world. It doesn't matter where you say Australia, you know, New Zealand, Japan, talking about the fact that 9 uh, 11, when it took place, it had to do with uh, archi- architectural, where there was possible, you know, uh, explosives. This was not something where a building can vertically drop and just come down uh, without it being intentional. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of pushback. There's been a lot of. Uh, Different uh, angles that people have taken and they've said a lot of different things. But he has his own argument that he's going to make today. Uh, He is the founder and CEO of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truths. Former CEO. Former, I'm sorry, former uh, founder and CEO of Architecture, Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truths. Uh, And at the same time, this organization claims to represent more than 3,000 architects and engineers who want a real investigation into the 9-11 attacks. Does that introduce you properly? What's your background? I would yes.
1: say I'm not a doctor. I'm sorry. They,
0: they, they put doctor, but it's at my my apologies. Richard Gage. Let's take the doctor out. Okay. So for, for, for folks who don't know you, and by the way, j- just so everybody knows, you know, we uh, have a lot of different things we're going to go through. For some of you guys, the topic of 9-11, we have one of our guys here, Rob, who I was just saying right before we got started, he, um, he has never worn a suit since he's been working here. Never. <laughs> I'm convinced he never wore a suit and a tie on his wedding day. (laughs) His whole life. Yeah, I've never seen him in a suit and a tie. He's wearing a brand new suit and a tie just for you because he follows this so closely. I mean, it was to the point where I said, listen, why don't you conduct the interview instead of myself? But we got a lot of things, different things that we'll go through, so we appreciate you for coming on. Um, Before we get started, do you mind taking a quick moment and just kind of giving a little bit more about your background you know, what gives you the moral authority and the credibility to be able to make the claims that you claim mm-hmm. on what happened here? And then we'll go into some more questions.
1: I don't know about the moral authority, uh, but certainly I'm a 30-year architect. I'm a member of the American Institute of Architects. Hi. I have uh, worked on many fireproofed steel frame, uh, not high-rises, but uh, various buildings, institutional, etc. cetera. So uh, I've uh, worked hard during my life to... to prepare myself for what came in 2006 when I heard on the radio David Ray Griffin being interviewed on the radio uh, station uh, Bonnie Faulkner's Guns and Butter KPFA. I was shocked. I had never heard any alternative theory as to how these towers came down, not one. I didn't know that there was a third skyscraper that collapsed on 9-11. In fact, I found out that nobody I knew knew about this. Third worst structural failure in modern history after the Twin Towers. So uh, that was a shock to me. So I had to hear David Ray Griffin come the next night. He was 600 people packed into the Grand Lake Theater in Oakland, California. So I I couldn't even get in. I had to go home and watch on the live stream. Then I saw this building coming down, which we'll talk about, uh, Building 7. I saw the evidence for the Twin Towers, explosive evidence, uh, all over the place. And I, I was just in shock. I had to put together uh, some research over the next couple of months, took it to the firm that I worked for, uh, 15 architects. They thought I was nuts, actually, until I bribed them. I bought them pizza in the conference room, brought them mm-hmm. in, and then all of them raised their hands. Oh, my God, you're right. These are controlled demolitions. That was my first 15 architects and engineers signed on to the petition. Now we have 3,500 uh, over at AE911truth, where indeed I did uh, bring that firm, uh, that organization uh, up for the last uh, 17 years. And now I'm independent with richardgage911.org. So you're no longer with that organization? Correct. And what happened there? Um, Spike Lee got involved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he had heard that I was uh, 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 talking about the new uh, false flag operation going around in the last two years, okay. which is a great concern to me personally, and I think all people need to know about both of these uh, planned events. Uh, so it's real important, um, so he was he was concerned about some comments that I had made, and um, he Apparently had swallowed the official narrative of this pandemic hook, line, and sinker, and um, was concerned. So he pulled the half-hour segment from his uh, his uh, September Eleventh uh, epi- uh, mi- miniseries, mm-hmm. "9/11 and Epicenters." So later we learned uh, on a radio interview or a, a newspaper interview that uh, he. Um, Didn't have a choice, which means that it wasn't probably my comments that were uh, the cause of this pulling, but uh, pressure from HBO and other um, media uh, and other authorities that he bowed to, apparently.
0: And that's how you were removed from
1: it. This became quite a a concern of our PR consultant, who convinced our board that uh, this was a PR crisis and the CEO had to go. So they unwittingly uh, went along with that recommendation and there was quite a vigorous discussion on our board. And uh Now you
0: were, we you were not a co-founder, you're a founder. I am the founder. And so they removed the founder and yeah. the, so forget CEO. Yeah. They removed the founder. Yeah. It's kind of strange to do that, Tom, to remove the founder from a project like well, this that. Well, that happened
1: to Steve Jobs, for instance,
0: <laughs> Yeah, and it
1: turned out to be quite a blessing uh, for him, and it's quite a blessing for my wife and I, Gail, who are running uh, now strong in the last year since this happened uh, with 75 podcasts of our own and uh, four or five dozen interviews uh, that we've, we've reached millions and millions of people now right. with the truth about what happened at the World Trade Center.
0: Okay. So let's go through a couple things. One, uh, before we even get into this, can you pull up the New York times, uh, newspaper, click on that real quick. So this is a tweet I posted yesterday. I want you to go back to my tweet, but zoom in a little bit, zoom in a little bit, just click on it. And zo- yeah, there you go. So uh, click on a New York times, uh, newspaper on a newspaper. Yeah. And, and see if you can zoom in. Yeah. You can zoom in on this one. Go a little closer, 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 closer. I want the audience to see this go a little closer on exactly the date, exactly the date. Okay. Folks, I don't know if you see this or not. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is a fact, okay? 9-11, New York Times, Sunday. This is 2022. This is two, three days ago on 9-11. This is your city, okay? Let's look at the stories they have on the cover on the day of 9-11, the most tragic event that ever took place in the city of New York, okay? Which wasn't 300 years ago, not 200 years ago, not 100 years ago. It was just 21 years ago. So the top story to the right, you see what? Ukraine reclaims key eastern city reshaping battle. Apparently that's more important than what happened 21 years ago. The main story, headline, failing schools, public funds. Okay, maybe that's more important than what happened to that city 21 years ago. Go a little lower, go a little lower, go a little lower. Rose reversal changes ways doctors work. Okay, so that's definitely more important than 9-11. Okay. Uh, The U.S. Open champion and... The ruler of uh, her sport. Okay, that's, of course, more important than 9 Trump's lawyers seek legal aid for themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In bidding farewell to Queen. Rest in peace. Not saying she doesn't need to have the story there. Of course, that's a massive story. And uh, heartbreaking for the people of that country who see her as a hero. And then look at the stories at the bottom. Go a little closer on the stories at the bottom, okay? Little story. So Regent definitely made it. So Regent got their ad in there. Housing legacy in France. I don't see a reporter's violent end, dominant but challenged, a scandal 10 years brewing, not a single story Mm -hmm. on the biggest paper in America of 9-11 in which that tragic event, which is single-handedly the biggest tragic event that happened since John F. Kennedy assassination. You don't put that story here. Maybe even the attempt assassination on Reagan, but didn't happen. This story's not on there on New York Times. This makes me very uncomfortable. What we talk about today with you, you're going to get some pushback from us. You're have some people here that uh, support what you're saying, and they're on your side, but... Why they don't want to tell this story for some of the people out there, whether you're a conspiracy theorist or not, why are you not wanting to tell history? Okay. And this isn't history like where did everybody who works for New York Times now, were they born on 9-12-2001 that they forgot? Is Is that what it is? Did everybody who works there is only 21 years old? Is that kind of what the story is? Or... Uh, was this, oh, we missed it. It's our fault. I don't buy that because typically a magazine newspaper as big as yours is going to go through 50 different approvals before somebody goes under. This is intentional and it's an insult to the American history. Firefighters, everybody that sacrificed their lives, to the people who lost their kids, their husbands, their, their wives, their daughters, their sons their peers, their best friends, their cousins. You don't tell that story. It's a disgrace and an insult to all of those families from the premier newspaper that they call themselves the premier newspaper. You just lost a lot of credibility with me, but that's my rant. Having said that, let's get right into it. So question for you. Can I,
2: can I give you one? Like, Number one, I wholeheartedly agree with you. That's very weird. I don't think you're going conspiracy theorist. Nah, nah, on I'm this just saying whatsoever. it's an insult. It's just an insult. What I would like to understand is what have they done for the last 20 years prior to this? Meaning last year was the 20th anniversary what did they do on that? I don't know if you can find that out, what the cover was on that. And did they do this every single year prior to this 21st year? There must be some justification to this. This isn't just, oops,
0: uh, Adam, error omitted. I, I understand where you're going with this. I see zero justification. There are certain things that's called ritual, respect for your community, mm-hmm. respect for your background. I'm a, I'm a, a, a Syrian Armenian from Iran, okay? Those things matter to me. A Syrian, Armenian, Iran, Christian, American. Those things are always going to matter to me. You're uh, Jewish. You grew up in Miami. Events that happened in Miami, you tell me stories about what happened. Those things matter to me. You were telling mm-hmm. me a story about a guy named Jason the other day. I don't know the story. You know the story, but people in Miami know that story. You cannot have a story like this. With a newspaper like this, and for you to say, "Well, maybe they just don't cover it every day," I have a hard no, time. No, no,
2: I'm not justifying this. I understand. I'm just, I'm, I, am just i am i am skeptical like you. I'm it's appreciative sent, director, of what you're saying like you. Last
0: year. year, they put the story nine eleven. This was last okay, year.
2: Okay, so this is last year. Yeah, what was it? An, was it on the front page?
0: Yeah, that's the front page.
2: But it's not even that big of an article.
0: Uh, that's weird. Yeah. Well, there you have it. That's what New York Times is doing. But let, let, let's go into today's about uh, Mister um, Richard Gage, not Doctor <laughs> Richard Gage. Correction. So before we ask you all these questions, I have some questions for you to see where you stand, okay? Uh, Some people, your critics, call you conspiracy theorist, okay? That's what they say. So, you know, why don't we cover some of the, you know, biggest conspiracy theories of all time and let's see what you say about them, okay, where you stand with them. All right, Uh, flat Earth theory, what do you think about it?
1: I don't know. I haven't looked at that. I've heard about it.
0: Okay, but you think Earth is uh, round or flat?
1: Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it uh, other than what's been shown to us on the on the television. So, what do I know?
0: So oh, that's 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 a st- that answer is still not a certain answer. We know plenty to know that the Earth is round, but okay, fine. Let's well, that's what going. we learned in school, and that's what I accept. So you accept that the Earth is round? Why
1: not?
2: Uh, sorry,
0: sir. <laughs> You're. <laughs> You're, I
1: don't know.
2: You don't know that the earth is round? And that it's that's not what flat? I've
1: learned. That's what I've been educated. But when you learn the truth about what happened at the World Trade Center mm-hmm. and that the government and the media have been lying about it, I don't trust anything I've learned in my history books Fine, because I've great. looked at some of the things that are lies in our history, and I'm questioning everything
0: at this point. Fine. Let's go to the next Got one. Got it. Okay. Uh, uh, the death of Princess Diana was it an inside job? What do you think? I, I don't know. Okay, you also I, don't know there. Okay, Apollo moon landing—did it happen?
1: I don't know about that either.
0: Okay, do you, are you like what percentage skeptical are you with that one?
1: I am skeptical about everything we've been okay. taught by the media and our government and our educational. You seem system. like the
0: type of guy that would be curious to do a lot of uh, you know investigations, research, due diligence. Like for me, I was fascinated with the JFK assassination. I wanted to know what happened, mm-hmm. so I've interviewed God knows how many people on that topic. Uh, what do you think happened with JFK assassination? I have
1: serious reservations about the truth, uh, about about what we've been told about the JFK assassination, too. Got it. I mean, I've seen, I've seen lots of videos on that one, so I'm highly skeptical.
0: Highly skeptical of what of, they said of, happened.
1: Yeah, of the official narrative. Okay,
0: cool. So sounds good. So now that we know where you stand with other, you know, theories here, in regards to this right here, okay, with uh, what happened on... Uh, your your argument you're making in this topic specifically on what happened on 9/11 can you just take a moment and present what your argument is and how you came to this conclusion
1: yeah well when when i was confronted with this elderly gentleman in 2006 he talked about a third tower that came down i mean i'm an architect i would know if there was a skyscraper that came down on 9/11 that wasn't hit by a plane. I mean, this is a 47-story skyscraper, easily the tallest building in most of our states. But at 520 in the afternoon, after witnesses hear explosions, this building drops like a rock, straight down, uniformly, symmetrically, into its own footprint in under seven seconds. That's at free fall acceleration, that's as fast as a bowling ball falling out of the sky. And we didn't know about it. Most architects and engineers don't know about it. We, and I'm one of 90,000 members of the American Institute of Architects. There wasn't one bulletin issued on this major structural collapse and no plane hit it. So it had a few small fires. And according to NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, who was tasked by Congress to explain these collapses to the American people, they say, these fires brought the building down. Wait a minute. Normal office fires have never brought down a steel frame, fire-protected skyscraper Mm -hmm. ever in history, and there's been dozens and dozens and dozens of much hotter, larger, and longer-lasting fires in these buildings. And we haven't lost one. So this is an unprecedented event. It should have been the most studied building failure ever. And sure enough, NIST produces a 1,000 pages of obfuscation. And this elaborate uh, fairy tale of uh, the initiation of collapse in this building, none of the components of which could actually have happened. They had to eliminate m- uh, a key structural uh, uh, components in the building in order to try to fabricate uh, a, a plausible collapse initiation theory. For instance, they say that uh, the, the the beams heated up in in, 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 a, in an extraordinary fashion, 1400 degrees Fahrenheit. Well that couldn't happen because they're fireproofed and in this case there's no plane to knock off the fireproofing like they claimed at the Twin Towers. Well, uh, Okay, let's, let's just say that those beams could have expanded because they said this is thermal expansion, which caused a girder to be pushed off of its seat on this column 79 in the building. Well, the girder couldn't have slid sideways because there are shear studs uh, tying it very carefully, and these are in the shop drawing, so NIST it just says they weren't there. Uh, So the girder, let's say that it could have slid off of its seat, and then uh, it would have had to have slid 12 inches off of its seat because that's the size of the seat. And this says, no, it only had to uh, slide halfway off, and then the flange folded, and then it came down. Well, the flange couldn't have folded because there are structural stiffeners welded on to keep that flange uh, from folding and the web from crippling, but they ignored those three-quarter inch thick welded steel stiffeners, completely ignored them. Uh, said they weren't needed in the analysis. So, but let's say that girder could have uh, fallen uh, off of its seat on column 79. You wouldn't have had the, thir- the 13th floor falling on the 12th because the 13th floor didn't have enough. Well, there's two other major girders framing into that particular mm. column. So you couldn't have had it falling at all, but let's say it could have. It didn't have enough force, though, a dynamic force, to uh, break the connections of the girder on the twelfth floor below. So, uh, but let's say that did happen, and like NIST claims, that there's this cascading collapse on the east side of the building. Uh, and, and but then you would have, they say, this lateral instability traveled across this building, which is as long as a football field uh, in just six, seven seconds. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous because, uh, this, that would mean 400 structural steel connections would have had to have failed all, uh, within every second along that way. But let's say that could have happened. They're saying the interior collapsed and then followed, uh, uh, six seconds later by or so by the exterior. Well, that couldn't have happened either because we can all see that the penthouse structures, the west penthouse and Screenwall, fall just a half a second prior to the overall collapse. Well, the, those structures sit on the remaining core columns, 20 of them uh, after the east penthouse collapses, which is an isolated event. So those 20 columns had to have given way all at once a half a second prior to the overall collapse of this building, completely also disproving their theory. So uh, we know that uh, as Professor Leroy Hulsey found out, uh, uh, one of the top forensic structural engineers in the country at the University of Alaska at Fairbanks was, took on the job, a four-year study of this incredible uh collapse he says we got to know if this is true no plane hit this building no no skyscrapers ever come down due to fire before uh steel frame fire protected uh skyscrapers and so we got to find out what happened here so um he did and guess what he concluded mm-hmm. that this building did not come down by fire it could not have collapsed even if the three columns that it claims were in turn Uh, buckling, uh, the building would have tipped over, which is intuitive for all of us. So he also found out um, and concluded that uh, the building uh, came down because all of its columns were removed and removed within a second of each other. The, The interior followed by the exterior, completely confirming what the video analysis shows us. So this is an incredible corroboration of what we already know about building seven, just looking at the videos, but also hearing the, uh, the witnesses who heard explosions. Now this is all on our, our website, richardgades911.org witnesses, a half a dozen of them heard and are testifying to explosions before the building comes down. And then we look in the dust, uh, the, concrete powder that's throughout World Trade Center. And we find lots of evidence uh, additionally confirming uh, the use of incendiaries in this building. We'll get into that.
0: So, okay. So when 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 you hear about different people making their claims about 9-11, you hear that say, you know, jet fuel don't doesn't melt uh, steel beams. And I'm sure you've seen the clips on YouTube where different guys are like, yes, it does. And I don't know if you've seen people reacting to what many say, jet fuel, uh, fifteen hundred degree Fahrenheit, steel melts at twenty five hundred, but then they show that steel does lose strength at around six hundred. Is what they say. Yeah. What's your uh, argument well, to that? L-
1: let's get into this because the official narrative says, in both the, the Twin Towers and Building Seven, uh, that the steel, uh, in the case of Building Seven, expanded; in the case of the Twin Towers, uh, weakened, uh, and and that they build a whole narrative based on that. And certainly steel weakens at 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit, loses half of its strength, it could begin to sag. Um, we We don't challenge that. But what we have in both cases is the evidence of molten iron. And that is incredible. It is found by the U.S. Geological Survey in all of their dust samples, previously molten iron microspheres, about the diameter of a human hair four tons of them by extrapolation. Well, they don't tell us where those came from. Where did they come from? This is incredible. Iron doesn't melt until 2,800 degrees. So yes, steel weakens earlier, but NIST denies the evidence of extreme temperatures, which are available where? Published in a metallurgical examination in the Appendix C by FEMA in 2002 before NIST took over the investigation and threw out that metallurgical examination. Why? Well, what did it say? It said that there's a hot temperature corrosion attack on the steel. Liquid molten iron invading the grain boundaries of the steel. Well, wait, what's liquid molten iron? We haven't used iron in our skyscrapers for hundred years. Where does it come from? Well, molten iron is the byproduct of thermite. Thermite is an incendiary used by the military to cut through steel like a hot knife through butter. So maybe we're getting somewhere, right? We have a plausible, the only plausible uh, explanation of how the liquid molten iron got there, and there are hundreds of of, uh, well, there's there's dozens of studies showing and, and witnesses of liquid molten iron, including the World Trade Center structural engineer himself, Leslie Robertson, who said a river of steel flowing. Wow. Well, uh, we've got to get to the bottom of the uh, of of all of these witnesses. We show dozens of them on our on our uh, documentary 9/11 explosive evidence. Experts speak out. That's on the website, too, and it's free on YouTube. Everybody can see it. There are uh, agencies, FEMA, uh, in addition to FEMA, uh, there's uh, the OSHA and, and Bechtel and others and Giuliani in his commission report testimony. He talks about temperatures exceeding 2,800 degrees. Well, fires don't produce those temperatures. There may be 500 or 1,400 degrees, NIST claims, without any evidence, 1,800 degree fires. But that's 1,000 degrees short of what the evidence shows in the World Trade Center. Uh, uh, Molten iron, the first responders say, flowing like lava down the channel rails. You know, they're underneath. Uh, It's an incredible... uh, 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 number of witnesses of this molten iron. In in fact, it's pouring out of the South Tower minutes prior to its collapse. This is clearly uh, exceeding temperatures of 2,500 degrees. We can tell by the color of molten metals what their uh, temperature is. Uh, So how do we get those temperatures? This is what's revealed uh, also in the study by Niels Harrit and eight other international scientists, which is peer-reviewed and published in the Bentham Open Chemical Physics Journal because they studied seven independently collected samples of the c- powdered concrete. And we have uh, the, the documentation in there of unignited thermite, in fact, nanothermite. They have these red-gray chips they thought they were paint. It's amazing. They, they said, well, uh, let's do some tests on them. They, they're attracted by a mm-hmm, magnet. Mm-hmm. They have a high iron content, mm-hmm. one of the key ingredients of thermite. So they do X-ray energy dispersive spectroscopy, XEDS, and they find iron and aluminum, the two ingredients of thermite. Wow, this is getting interesting. They, do, uh, they zoom in 50,000 times with an electron mm-hmm. microscope and what do they find? Nano-sized particles of iron oxide and aluminum powder, a thousand times smaller in the diameter of a human hair. These are uh, very carefully documented. They're in a matrix, a bed of oxygen, silica, carbon, organic material which is used in TNT to expand rapidly, uh, knocking things over. That's what high-energy explosives do, uh, but uh, they they, they find that uh, then this is a, a, a very sophisticated form of incendiary, of thermite, which is called nanothermite. It was peer-reviewed Los, by Los Alamos' Lawrence Livermore lab, and guess what happens when they put these chips in a differential scanning calorimeter, a heater? They ignite at 758 degrees Fahrenheit, producing just like the by the way the the peer-reviewed literature that came before so this this is clearly the super thermite but what do these chips produce when they ignite molten iron microspheres with the same chemical signature as the molten iron microspheres that uh the usgs finds in rj lee group an environmental consulting firm and all the world trade center dust so you see we know where these molten iron microspheres came from that the USGS couldn't and wouldn't or wouldn't explain, that we know that this is a self-corroborating, repeatable set of experimental data that shows us what brought down the towers when you consider it in concert with all the rest
0: of the evidence that we have yet to cover. Let me ask you a question. I mean, so, okay, so let's just play the game. Let's say, you know, it was explosive. Let, let's say this was, you know, planned. Let's say a group of people come to you and say, hey, you know, Richard, we would like to figure out a way how to, you know, get World Trade Center to come down vertically all the way down. What supplies do we need? How much preparation do we need? How much manpower do we need? How do we need to get past the security to get in there to set them up exactly in the corners that they need to be set up? How much money do we need to invest? And out of all this crew that work together, can we find these few hundred people that can get this job done to keep a secret for the rest of their lives that this never happened? What does it take for us to do something like this? What would you say to them?
1: Fair question. Um, And we have to start with how we want the Twin Towers to come down. And we have to. I,
0: I want it to come down the way it came down. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, and we're looking at building seven here. But in the case of the Twin Towers, the official narrative tells us that the top part drove the rest of the building down to the ground sure. and then destroyed itself. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you do that? Um, first of all, that's not what happened. The top part is destroying itself in the first four seconds. You can mm-hmm. see it in the videos, it's mm-hmm. very clear. The top part is the, st- the structural steel is a- actually being liquefied, if you will. And, and so what happens after that, by the way, 156 first responders are hearing explosions. This is in the oral histories uh, uh, produced by uh, Thomas Van Eschen, the fire commissioner. They're hearing explosions uh, before... The tower ever collapses. This is research by Professor Graham McQueen. It's incredible. Um, and you wouldn't want that to be a part of your story, but you, there's certain things you can't get away with when you're planning this event. But after that first four seconds in each of these towers, we have laterally ejected, freely flying structural steel sections weighing four and eight tons, 80 miles an hour out of the tower laterally, landing 600 feet in every direction, destroying many buildings around them. That's incredible. Uh, th- this is not like a banana peeling, like the debunkers like like to say. So uh, we're getting at, at 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 how you you bring the building down, but we have to look at how it actually came down first. We have squibs or isolated explosive ejections occurring 20, 40, 60 stories down below this destruction zone. So. So how can that be accounted for also in the official narrative? It cannot. And then we have the complete shattering of the structure, something that the National Fire Protection Association Guide 921 says, look for uh, in your uh, investigation of explosions uh, and fires. Look for the shattering of the structure, debris thrown, great distances. Uh, That's exactly what we find. And down at the bottom, what do we see? Because everything, the the, the structural steel is ejected so far laterally, we have at the bottom of the pile only a two-story pile of miscellaneous twisted metal. Well, where did the steel, what crushed the building if the steel is 600 foot diameter all around each of the perimeter of these towers during the course of its destruction in the air? That's 90 No, it's 100,000 tons of structural steel in each tower, not contributing to the collapse of this building. Maybe it's the concrete floors. Mm -hmm. Each of them were four and eight inches thick uh, on various floors and an acre in size. But we look again at the at the videos and we see the complete pulverization of this concrete, which is across lower Manhattan in a three square mile area. Wait a minute. If the concrete is in a blanket three inches thick across from river to river across lower Manhattan, what's crushing the building? This is happening during, not afterward, during the course of the build of the building's serious series of explosions, which are also visible on on the videos. So we have two thirds the weight of the building that's not even available to crush the building and Zdenek Bazant of Chicago Northwestern University uh, came out two days after 9-11 with his theory which was so obfuscated that it took engineers almost a decade to crack and when they did they find that not only did he use all the steel and all the concrete in the weight but he multiplied it times three it's a complete fraudulent attempt to try to explain mathematically because he's a mathematical wizard how this building was destroyed and
0: it remains the key theoretical basis for nist's column failure theory i get all of that what i'm asking you is the following here's what i'm asking you If I hired you as a consultant, I'm a bad guy, okay? And I want to take down World Trade Center. I come, I hire you, and I say, listen, Richard, here's a million bucks. I want you to be my project manager. I think it'd be 10 million. So I'll give you 10 million bucks. Tell me how many people we need, okay? How long it'll take us to prepare this to bring the World Trade Center down.
1: You'd need dozens of operatives. You'd okay. need access to the core columns in the be- okay. in, in, in the buildings. It would take months. It would take months. Interestingly, we had a elevator modernization, the largest in, in the world sure. ever, going on the nine months prior to nine eleven. Who had that contract? Ace Elevator. Who should have had it? Otis Elevator, who installed these elevators and maintained them up until the time Ace Elevator had 85 employees in the building at the time the the towers were hit and they fled. It was a scandal documented in USA Today, uh, and the they these are the experts who could re- help rescue the Perfect. firefighters. Yeah. So so that that's a plausible undercover but, but let's operation. Put
0: that. That's a good point. So so. So the yeah. elevator that's been managing it for a while was, what was it called? Ace. Oh, Ace. No, no, not, before Ace. Oh, Otis. Otis. Okay. So Otis, Ace takes it over, 85 guys, nine months prior to that, that are working on the elevator. Perfect. So now they... let's Wait, just... that's not all. You had the
1: transfer from public authority, the port authority, yep. to private company, Larry Silverstein, uh, just six weeks prior to... To 9/11, this deal went through, and he invested only 125 million of his own money, leveraged that to 3.2 billion, and bought uh, all the rest of the buildings he had previously developed, uh, Building Seven. But he p- placed massive terrorist insurance that had never been placed on these buildings uh, before. And,
0: and when did he buy the terrorist insurance?
1: After he secured ownership of of of
0: these. This is six, six other weeks. buildings. This is six Just weeks. six weeks prior to nine eleven. Okay, so now you're talking, this is the kind of stuff now gets people thinking. Okay, so six weeks prior, a guy comes in with $125 million of his own money, leverages up to $3 billion, buys terrorist insurance, you said? Yep,
1: and, okay. and he had no reason to buy these buildings. They were half empty, according to many researchers, so they weren't desirable. They required $5 billion to $10 billion in upgraded electrical, mechanical, and communication systems. He bought which buildings? And they were full of asbestos.
0: Which buildings did he buy? Well,
1: he bought the six buildings. uh, WTC
3: complex. WTC 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. That's right. He bought that. And other people who enjoy conspiracies talk about Neil
0: Bush and the insurance connection. But let's set that aside. Let me ask you. Tom, you can't say that without people not knowing what you're saying. Neil Bush and the insurance. Can you unpack that 20 seconds?
3: Well, there, there are people that say that there was a massive, massive insurance payout that
0: was here. That's and, one. That's something people it, are saying.
3: And it goes right to this.
1: $5.68 billion
0: is Correct. what he and ended it, up And it
3: goes it. to this. Exactly the point he's making here,
0: it has been. Perfect. So $5.68 billion. Can you find out who, which insurance companies paid that? Do you know who it is or no?
3: No, not offhand. But uh, Swiss Re.
0: Swiss repays that $5.68 billion. That's okay. a reinsurance
2: <clears throat> company. That's not an insurance company, oh, correct? Yeah. That's they're, a reinsurer. They're,
1: they're, they're changing money like mad in, yeah. in this scheme. Yeah.
2: Because no company is going to take on that much risk, right, Pat? I mean, you're in the- No, that's not game. what
0: I'm saying, though. That's not what I'm saying. Listen, w- w- one of my clients bought a $250,000 insurance policy, okay? But he died within the two years in contestability. Contestability, clause. yeah. The insurance company spent nearly $25,000 hiring investigators, okay? Mm-hmm. They investigated this thing and realized it's suicide. Guess what? They never paid out the quarter million dollars. Insurance companies don't just pay out $5.68 billion without hiring the best investigators to prevent them from paying Mm -hmm. that money. Mm -hmm. These guys' job is to hire to prove that, nope, this doesn't, like, like, you know, accidental insurance is the most waste of money insurance you'll ever buy because insurance companies can always make the argument. So to pay, for somebody to pay $5.68 billion was free,
1: you know, You'd have to have that coming out of another pocket. And the 9-11 Commission even yeah. identified uh, uh, as true the put options uh, where billions, not billions, millions were made um, on betting that the, the airliners and other corporations inside the towers would go down in value dramatically yeah. the next day. And they said, oh... This this is true, but it, it wasn't insider trading because it didn't lead to the footsteps of Osama bin Laden or Al Qaeda. Let's stay well, where with did the... it lead? It led right to the Deutsche Bank. Alan Dulles.
0: You, you, I want I want you to finish your thought. You had a question for <clears throat> him.
1: So let, let let's let's stay at the
3: root of the of the tree that we're on right now. So Silverstein buys the WTC complex, 125 million, levers it up not unusual in commercial real estate um but certainly unusual basically on the size of this and then he goes and gets the terrorist insurance do you do you have that yeah i
0: have something close to it. the wtc leaseholder buy terrorism insurance just before oh, this can is you, a, this is out? by
1: a fact checker just note that up yeah, at no, the this, top this, this can you zoom just, out so i can
0: read it this Tyler? is fact check yeah just <laughs> make it that's fine make it zoom in a little bit i'm Snopes. sorry the other way zoom in a little bit okay So, longstanding urban legend hold that World Trade Center, Lisa or Larry Levison, took out terrorism insurance just months before 9 11 attacks. Okay, go a little lower so we can read the rest. World Trade Center, mixture. Okay, so the fact that they say mixture, that by itself, by Snopes, is a little disturbing. Okay, (laughs) Mm -hmm. go a little lower, go a little lower. Some of the most persistent contemporary legends about nine 11 attacks involved, people supposedly benefiting for the event, whether it's a group World Trade Center workers who, unfortunately, uh, called in sick and escaped certain that's uh, that day, or investors who, uh, unfortunately, bought, put options on the United American Airlines stock immediately before the tax, thus profiting when the prices of the stock fell afterwards. American businessman Management famously signed a 99-year lease on the World Trade Center complex in June of 2001, two months before the tax. Okay, this is disturbing. So let me. By way, there's going. the insurance underwriting.
3: Remember, the underwriters are called in on the claims. Exactly. Too, That's right? the so the underwriters underwrite the policy, but then the underwriters with muscle are called in on the big claims. So right? there it is Silverstein. There took it out is. an
0: insurance policy that for uh, uh, fortuitously, fortuitously, uh, fortuitously covered terrorism after 9/11. Uh, uh, Silverstein took the insurance company to court. claiming... who didn't want to pay. He should be paid double because there were two attacks. He won. <laughs> there it is while the story obviously contains elements of fact that's also partly fiction most notably the implication made via the use of scare quotes around the world okay that part you don't have credibility with that one because that's just a meme that does well keep going keep going keep while going. while you have uh, larry silverstein's face up there note that he was on uh,
1: pbs america rebuilds program uh saying that uh Uh, regarding building seven's collapse, he says, well, there's been such terrible loss of life. Maybe the smartest thing to do is pull it. And so they pulled the building and we watched, excuse me. And so... No, they have uh, they, that recording.
3: Multiple uh, they, people have that recording off of um all the fire radios.
1: They gave the order pull and it. we and and, and and the building came down. Yeah, pull it. So uh, he Those said, Oh, words. I didn't mean pull, pull the building. I meant pull the firemen out of the building. Well, guess what? The firemen were told not to go into that building and fight that fire. They were told it was going to come down on its own. So they 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 were held back along with news reporters, uh and and people, first responders like uh uh, Kevin McPadden, who says, "Like a train running under my feet, the explosions going on before Building Seven came down." Sir,
2: uh, how convinced are you that this was an inside job? I don't want to use the inside.
0: No? I'm reading this. Okay. I'm not going to talk. Go ahead. How convinced? Yeah, I, I, I want to know well, how convinced you are.
1: We know that the Twin Towers and Building Seven were blown up. Okay, we. And, and that uh, the official you blown up? narrative is a lot <clears throat> explosive demolition shaped cutter charges in the case of of each of the buildings uh, how convinced are you that nine eleven
2: was an inside job i just well, want to be very well, clear the, the
1: question we have to ask to answer that is did al-qaeda have access to three of the most highly secure buildings outside the pentagon Probably not. That leaves most of us very convinced that this was an inside job with uh, security like Securicom, Stratosec, involved up until the day of 9-11. So you're
2: 100%, you're 90%, you're 80%? 100%. How can you? 100%. You're 100%. There
1: is no doubt. So you could not be convinced that
2: this was not an inside job. No amount well, of evidence. You'd have to show
1: me uh, an explanation for all the evidence that we just went through and a whole lot more that we don't have time to get into on this short. Oh, so you're
2: dug in on this. No amount of evidence is not well you just said hundred percent sir
1: yeah but you're saying I'm dug in I'm saying no well, you
2: just said a hundred percent just using your words
1: sh- nobody has showed me any response any uh, 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 evidence to suggest mm-hmm. that the evidence that we've been showing by millions in the 9-11 truth movement now that's censored on the mainstream media that the government won't talk about that the congressman won't investigate um, there's no re- re- there's no rebuttal they just attack straw man arguments uh entities like Popular Mechanics, for instance, Snopes, et cetera. Mm -hmm. It's it's a pack of lies. We've been fed a false narrative, and we've swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. But there are 3,500 architects and engineers, that's 30,000 years of technical credibility, staking their reputation, saying, I saw the evidence, I looked at it. People who take the time to review the evidence, Mm -hmm. in the the documentary, 9-11, explosive evidence, experts speak out. All come away agreeing. I've given uh, uh, 700 presentations around the world, 24 countries, 100 American cities. I always do a show of hands. Those who come in skeptical leave convinced. That's what it shows. And so, yes, I'm 100% convinced. Yeah,
2: but that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, and hear me oh. out. All right, all right. If you said I'm 99% convinced, I'd say all right, cool. But when you're 100% convinced of something, you genuinely just don't know. You have a theory. This isn't a fact. Evidence. No, 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 no. You don't have full on 100% evidence. Oh, I do. You do. So you're the guy. You're You're the the guy.
1: You have not seen the documentaries. I I I don't care. You have to do the research as much, or you'll only ever be 50% convinced. Once you look at the actual I came in here
2: completely uh open-minded. Okay, I want to hear what you have to say, and you've Uh been very technical, and I appreciate that. And Biz Dog's probably following you. I'm a caveman with a suit on. I'm trying to keep up with you, buddy. But when you say you're 100% convinced of this, that means no counter argument could let's, convince let's, you of that. Let's, but let's
1: no, about. I could be reduced to 99 if you give me a counter argument. Do you have one? What's, I'm not, what's, what's, this is not my expert. Been,
0: well, maybe the, the question would be what's been one that you have been asked that you, you've been startled? Has anything been asked where you've been startled, where you took you from 100 to 99? Because I got one for you.
1: Oh, well, okay. Let's hear.
0: Here's a question for yeah. you um, How many people. If this was an inside job or this was a setup, by the way, this stuff that you just said right now, very disturbing. OK, commentary here. Everybody is saying the same exact thing as well. Very disturbing with the fact that we're talking about the insurance. And if you go a little bit more deeper into this, by the way, on what happened, in the 1994 attack where the guy got nine hundred million dollars. But this is kind of a business model. Yeah, that was a Ramsey attack. Yeah. So and then you go into a World Trade Center, which is. Uh, estimated the cost of rebuilding the World Trade Center, which is in 2004, was estimated $9 billion, made Silverstein's court strategy a virtual necessity. And this keeps going. So we can take this insurance side. This by itself is disturbing and concerning. Mm -hmm. Let's set this aside. I think the audience watching this, you ought to go take a look at this. Please text me the article right now. Uh, I just asked you for it. Here's here's the one part I have a, a, a little bit of skepticism, and I would like your help with this here. So how many people, I asked a question for you. If I came up to you, I'd give you $10 million. Tell me how you would go about doing this. And you were about to get into it, and you're going to tell me all this other stuff, right? Let's stick to that question, okay? If I wanted to do this inside job, the 85 elevator workers, nine months prior to that, they took it away from Otis and went to Ace, fine. It went from public to private, fine. Silverstein buys it in June, Uh, fine. He buys terrorist insurance in June. Great. This is very, very uh, uh, concerning, all these things adding up. How many people who are doing the job to set up the explosive in the corner would be sitting there saying, the hell am I doing? Okay. What am I really doing? Why, why am I doing this? Okay. And how much would I do that for knowing I'm setting up the place to come down? How many total people, if they really wanted to do this, this is my number one question. How many total people who really wanted to, who are totally open to doing this, how many would need to know when they're sitting? Because the people that actually were involved with these elevator workers, they're sitting there watching this saying, Holy shit, I'm a part of that. I contributed to that. Mm -hmm. How many total people would that need to be to accomplish this mission impossible mission that we have here? How many?
1: Fair question. This is not my area of expertise. I'm an architect. Give me high low. It would take dozens of. Can people. we say hundred? I don't know. Probably not. Um, but it would. But they had nine months to work on it undercover. Okay. They they were moving tenants in and around the World Trade Center tower. Okay. Um, the, the black operations like this are highly compartmentalized. The vice president didn't even know about the Manhattan Project. Uh, people didn't know that the Joint Chiefs of Staff were planning a false flag operation against Cuba where they were gonna blow up a plane full of college students. They brought that to Kennedy. He said, no, this was only declassified much, much later. There are things we don't know I understand. about our government. No,
0: Operation Northwood, we can't no, get into that. You're you know, talking
1: about their conscience, these people that's who not set what I'm explosives.
0: Asking. No, 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 it's not what I'm asking. I, I don't even want it to go into conscience yet. I'm asking you a very technical question if you this is your world you're in you're an architect 30 plus years you start an organization that's not got 30 3000 plus architects and engineers you're the founder and ceo that later on you were fired because of spike lee <laughs> who you know the pr came in and said we can't have a guy like this they removed you from the documentary they cut you out etc cetera, etc cetera. fine so this is your world okay my world is a different world you can ask me my my world i'll give you my expertise counsel to you right but i'm here having you cuz you're the expert i'm not the expert on this topic right realistically if we had nine months we got six months how many total people you said dozens can we say 50 okay okay let's just say let's play with that 50 people so these 50 people wherever they were when they saw it go down they're going to be sitting there guilty they're going to read the uh, stories of kids who are now fatherless on the cover of people magazine they're going to see wives crying mothers crying fathers crying Co-workers crying, uh, seeing the country that gave them all their freedoms in shambles. We look like idiots. We look like morons. You can't be that evil. You have to now go to fight this. The only way you can fight yourself, you're conscious with something like this, is probably Drinking. You're probably going to be doing drugs. You're probably going to be smoking weed. You're probably going to be doing some things on the side. I'm actually not being funny. I'm actually being you very serious. You would be how full we, on suicide. No, no. What I'm saying to yes. you is when your conscience are, yes. you're trying to escape. Most people drink alcohol because they feel guilty. They did something. They want to escape a pain yeah. that they're so. So now when you drink, what happens? You're sitting at the bar. One of the 50 is sitting at a bar. He said, hey, man, is everything okay, bro? Maybe you should stop drinking, bro. The bartender says, Johnny, that's enough. Maybe you got to go home today, bro. That's enough. What's up? What's going on with you? I can't tell you, bro. I can't tell you. Okay. All right. So he goes home. Out of the 50 uh, men who were involved in something like this, most men are naive and anything they know, they'll come home and they'll tell their wives and wives are going to sit there and say, babe, what are you talking about? Babe, I feel guilty, babe. I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to tell. Out of those 50 people, let's assume half of them were married. Out of those half that were married 25 that told their wife something that happened, say half of them got a divorce, the wife who left them or got a divorce, she has no loyalty to the secrets. She then tells her friends why you got a divorce. And she says, listen, this is what I found out about him. Eventually this thing's going to leak to the world because the 50 who know really, it's really 5,000 people to 50,000 people that have been told this story that know that Johnny told Larry, told Mary, told Jackie, told Billy that The reason why Johnny and Mary didn't work out is because he didn't, he was working on World. We don't know any of those stories. So, did we kill all these well, people? Do you, do you ex-
1: who would they go to? Who? CNN? I mean, CNN and, and every major media. No, it's not CNN. Uh,
0: Podcasts, shows, articles, magazines, writers, Simon Schuster. A publisher's going to take it. are talking
1: about the crime of the century, which has been covered up from one end. To the other I have a hard time with that uh, and, and you're also assuming that these people who planted these explosives yeah. are like you and me with a conscience no everybody else these are cold-hearted
0: uh, the elevator operative. workers are cold-hearted but, but, but it's not the point. operators but 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 i've met who knows who was
1: in there we don't even know if they're americans yeah they may be foreign agents we don't know what, what their ideological agents? dedication and devotion is or what their mission is it's obviously not to help I've, democracy. I've, I've
0: interviewed fifteen CIA agents on the podcast. Okay, and you know one of the best things that uh, uh, the former chief disguise officer Jonah Mendes said. I said, "What are the qualities of uh, being a great CIA agent? Charming, charismatic, great salesperson, persuasive, attractive, da, 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 da. competitive, pop competitive. Only one thing. I said, "What's that? When you do save the free world, you don't brag about it to anybody." Okay. Well, uh, every one of the CIA agents that I sit down and talk to. They can't help themselves. Not that they don't say everything. We've had the director of CIA at our office before, 11 years ago. We've had a lot of interesting things that have former director of CIA. We've interviewed former director of CIA's. We've interviewed the former director of Mossad. We've interviewed a lot of interesting people, right? Man can't keep a secret for too long. Man cannot. We don't have that ability long-term. We somehow, some way, eventually... One, very, 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 very few people know how to do that. And that very, very, it's not 1%. It's 1% of 1% of 1% of 1%. That's not a lot of people. Okay. Somehow, some way you're going to be feeling guilty about the fact that you're carrying something this heavy and you don't want to go to bed. You don't want to go to your deathbed with Mm. that.
1: Now you're speculating and I appreciate purely. it. It's I an am important, speculating. I am
0: speculating. and it's a yeah. good speculation. Yeah. And
1: I don't disagree <clears throat> with anything that you have said. But what you, but I wasn't speculating. I was giving cold hard evidence from uh, U.S. agencies, uh, from video evidence on our documentary, eyewitness testimony which uh, uh, irrefutably and overwhelmingly proves the explosive demolition of these towers. None of that is impacted by your speculation and your correct speculation that somebody would have talked. Uh, I don't know about that. I do know that I've given you evidence that in a court of law would bring the perpetrators to justice for the crime of the century so uh and it's not just me uh this this evidence has been assembled from uh, the 9 11 truth movement research millions of them uh, all together screaming from the rooftops not getting a word in except on c -C c-span mainstream media where uh, washington journal interviewed me for 45 minutes guess what that video became the most watched video ever on their program more than obama and others which were setting records. And yet they haven't invited me back. So you see, there must be an arm of control over the media that you and I can't even comprehend. And I don't think we can comprehend the control that they can exert over individuals who, who are told that, that their children will be murdered if they open their mouth Say at all.
0: 70% of that 50, but the other 15% is probably single and they don't have kids. Yeah, you, I understand what you're saying. I've, I've interviewed mobsters. Every living mobster that was a power player, they've sat down right in front of me. From Sammy DeBogarvano to Michael to Phil Leonetti who masked his face because he had done surgery. And the only person he agreed to do an interview was with me. As long as I distorted his face so people couldn't see it, we did the interview. We conducted the interview. We did we, a lot of different people. I know some people who live some dark lives, okay, dark lives. It's just a matter of time until conscious. There's only so much you can do with money. But I, if I, I got an idea. You, okay, tell me. This is
1: important. Yeah. Uh, for those of you out there who know something, contact Patrick, bet David at Valuetainment and blow the whistle. This is your single opportunity, that best opportunity that I've ever heard because he
0: will air it. Patrick at Valuetainment.com. Patrick? Patrick at Valuetainment.com. Mm-hmm. If you're a true whistleblower and you were one of the people that you worked there, okay, if you're saying that person exists, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. If you worked in a, you got proof, all of that, let's talk about it. Because mm-hmm. for me, here's what I asked yesterday. So we're doing a podcast prep meeting. And I asked a question. I said, how important is it for us to know this? What do you mean? How important is it as an American to know, listen, what the hell happened with 9 9-11. I'm asking an open-ended question from everybody in the room. You know what everybody said? We have to know what happened. Mm -hmm. We're Americans. We owe the truth. You know, we deserve the truth. Okay, I agree. So, you know, I can, more and more and more you get deeper into this. The more and more you say, okay, this is pretty dark on what happened here. However, why haven't many whistleblowers come out? Why? Why? You know, we lead the world in whistleblowers. America, it's like a thing to be a whistleblower. Come out, oh, you're a whistleblower. As long as the right political side's going to defend you. So the only reason why somebody wouldn't come out on this is why. I can't think of any. It goes back to motive and why. I can't think of any. You know, you, 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 Red Sparrow, you're familiar with Red Sparrow, mm, right? Yeah. Okay, what's Red Sparrow? Russian, uh, 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 you know, beautiful women oh. who would go and it was their you know, secret intelligence where they would work and get powerful men to flip. How do you you flip men? Historically, it's the easiest way to flip men. How do you get information out of men? It's very simple, okay? You got women. Compromise them and threaten them. You got threaten them about some information about them that you can release and do something to the people they love the most. It's that simple. This is why a lot of times if you really wanna recruit somebody that's gonna be an agent or we hear in the movies you recruit somebody that's got no kids, no, nothing. This is why people who go front lines that maybe work high, high, high level jobs, Delta, things like that, they would like you to be single with no kids and preferably not a lot of people you love. Makes it a lot easier because you're a little colder. You know, you're less easier to be compromised. I'm not convinced all those 50 people that worked or, you know, dozens of people that worked on that were not uncompromisable. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Again, purely odds, speculation.
2: And then this. how much the. Do- how much would it take to buy you how much would it take to buy your conscious a million dollars ten million dollars because for me and Patrick is dead on here dead on there's the human element and then there's the technical element you are all about the technical element respect the human element is telling me this don't add up because there's the before and there's the after hey how would you like to make a million dollars dude sign me up I'm struggling what can I do okay great, we're going to need you to do this, all of you are going to act in unison, you're going to put the explosives, all right, this building, that building, all right, great, we're going to do this, all right, cool. Then this happens, this image of this happens, I'm sorry, I don't care how cold hearted and alone you are, when you see the people that die, the people that are jumping off the buildings, that America is under attack. that like your conscious is going to eat at you no amount of money is going to make it easy for you to go to sleep at night we'd hear stories of people committing suicide just basically not wanting to live anymore because they sold themselves for a million dollars that to me is the part that's like i don't get it i know that you're kind of dismissing the human element and you're more focusing on the technical element to me that is the the, the biggest story here is how would you possibly keep a secret and live with yourself if you were one of those perpetrators? Just so you know, just
0: so, you know, just, just so I make myself very clear, I, I don't at all want to get to a point where people think I'm 100% either. I'm not. I'm not. All I'm doing is speculating. Well, That is all I'm doing. And, and I'm totally cool with <laughs> yeah. someone saying I'm not 100%, yeah. and he's but, 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah. A jury That's does my not, problem. Okay, but a jury does not speculate. They look at evidence and our 60 exhibits of the evidence has been given to the U.S. attorney in in Manhattan to be given to a special grand jury. And uh, the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry has, has, has done this work. And we're making a film, 9-11 Crime Scene to Courtroom, to be introduced as a supplement. Uh, and that film, along with those 60 e- exhibits of evidence, are uh, evidence. Now, put yourself in the place of the grand jurors who are asked by the uh, prosecuting uh, attorney to, to evaluate and, and issue indictments if you, can, if you can. Based on what? Speculation or evidence. They're gonna do it based on evidence. They're gonna appreciate your speculation. They're gonna have some of their own, but it's the evidence which we should be spending the last half hour talking about, not speculation. That's what's on the table here. That's what's going to convince a a grand jury to indict people at top levels of government who uh, planned and executed an an industry, who planned and executed uh, the murder of 3,000 people. We've got to get to the bottom, not just 3,000, but 2 million in Afghanistan and Iraq. This started a $6.5 yeah. trillion global yep. war on terror. We've got to get mm-hmm. to the bottom of it. Our civil liberties have been stripped with the Patriot Act, the Military Commissions Act, the National mm-hmm. Defense Authorization Act of 2012. We can be arrested without a right to a lawyer, a trial, a jury. We can be assassinated. We can uh, th- That's legal. Mm-hmm. Now, tortured. Uh, so... Uh, there's lots of reasons uh, compelling us to look deeper at this evidence instead of trying to dismiss it.
0: Mm-hmm. Can we talk about sure. motive? <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that here in a minute. Uh, 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 I, I wrote something here uh, uh, that to just top this off, finish this off, and then Tom, I'm gonna go to you. So we're having dinner with a friend last week. Maybe you remember this. And the conversation came up about Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, okay? Uh, on who Bill Clinton is, who Hillary Clinton is, you know, how were they, et cetera, et cetera. I went to a funeral. My father-in-law passed away. And we went to a funeral in Hope, Arkansas, which is where Bill Clinton grew up. He went to, you know, junior high school, et cetera, et cetera. And he, you know, baby of the year, all these awards that he won. And you go see the house, very interesting. So then we go to, you know, this place, funeral home. And the owner of this funeral home, I go up to him and say, so let me ask you a question, Bill Clinton, how do you feel about him? I like him. Brilliant, yeah. Do you like him or do you love him? We love him. How do, How about the town? Does the town love him? The town loves him. Like, loves him, loves him. Oh, we love him. Is he a womanizer? Absolutely. Wait, you he is? 100%. You're serious? Yeah. So let me get this straight. You like him, you love him, and you're saying, absolutely, he's a womanizer. He says, yeah. Do you know who he's married to? He says, if you were married to Hillary, you would also be a womanizer. I said, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I said, so go a little bit deeper for this. He says, look, here's what most of you guys haven't seen. This is what I've seen. I have seen him do a lot of funerals here for his family because his family was here. His uncle one time, he's doing a eulogy, Bette Midler's here, all this stuff. And he says Hillary was on the side. She didn't talk to one of us. She didn't greet one of us. She was unpleasant, one of us. She dropped F-bonds left and right. And at the end, when he was done reading the eulogy and they're going to go to the plot, he said, don't expect me to fucking be here. I'm going to go back and da-da-da-da. You can do this. Okay, no problem. Now, I don't know the story. This is a story that's being told by somebody else to me. So, I mean, she was the biggest... I've never seen anybody like this before. Fine, no problem. The story last week is a different story than this one. So the last day or two of Clinton's being president, I think Bill pardoned 300 people, some number like that is how many he pardoned. They said the pardon, what they were charging that you had to go through a person, that person's name is Hillary, was $50,000 a pardon, okay? (laughs) You paid Hillary $50,000, you got pardoned. And that's how the number was. And the way they did it, they did through charity and all this other stuff where pardon was $50,000 through charity. Now, do I know for a fact this is a true story? No. But when you hear five of these stories being told by five different people, you hear 50 of them, 100 of them, 500, 5,000 of them, guess what? It's probably she is who they say she is, right? Okay. So what I'm trying to say with my example here, some people are commenting and say, because they killed all the people. If you kill those people, the surviving family is going to go and say, what happened? How did they get killed? Suicide, all this. Stuff. There's going to be a lot of things to look into. That's where I kind of look at this and I say, well, I think more people would be talking about this. But, Tom, for you, this is a topic you've done a lot of due diligence on. Mm-hmm. You're hearing uh, Richard speak here. How are you processing all of this stuff? Well, I have no I, <clears throat> I have no lack of respect
3: uh, for the architects and people that are out here. Uh, what I get to is WTC seven. I've always, it's always been hard for me to believe, WTC seven and what you've described there. I mean, the British broadcasted a half hour early before it actually went down. There's all these things around WTC seven that causes a fair-minded person just to sit back and go, wow, wait a minute. And so that that's always there and I appreciate your evidence. I'd like to ask you something, you know, architects get consulted, not just to design, you know, I to design the most amazing buildings out there, but also to get rid of them. And they say, hey, we're going to take down this ancient sports stadium. And They no, they,
1: they talk to the structural engineers to find the key
3: sure, g- columns and sure, but beams in the building to yes, target. You, you, this is your world, and I'm not you know, testifying against that. But the structural engineers and, and architects go hand in hand because the architect brings you these beautiful designs. The structural engineer tells you if it can come true with all the stuff that we have to work with these days, right? And the permits and the code and everything you have to go through. So... Wouldn't you ask, you get to a point, it's like when the police see massive frauds or massive thefts, the first thing the police always say is, where's the crew? Who could have pulled this off? And they have a feeling about what organizations or people have the kind of brains, clout, intelligence, access, and that's good police work to figure out, okay, who could have robbed the museum this is? Who's the crew? This wasn't rookies. And they start asking themselves these questions. Did you and these and these other architects who know structural engineers, and I know they're structural engineers that yeah, were part of these 3,000 sure. signatures, yeah. right? Over a hundred of them. Didn't you ever get to the point, and this isn't the speculation to say, wow, what kind of a crew this would take in? Mm-hmm. And wouldn't some of you said, hey, I was part of the Kingdome being torn down in Seattle. Boy, the crew was like that da 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 As a matter is-
1: of fact, the, one of the technical explosive loaders who brought down the Kingdome is in our documentary, 9 11 Explosive Evidence. Perfect, he says it looks that was exactly like a controlled demolition.
3: Because that was a flawed building, by the way, and it had to come down in a very special way because it was actually a dangerous building. I, I read a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that one of those people was there. Didn't you guys get to a point and say, wow, where's the crew? You know, who knows enough about this to do it? Not merely foreign agents that worked with an elevator company inside. Wasn't there a, a thinking about this?
1: Oh, yeah, in fact, Kevin, and then how
3: do you get rid of them? Because remember Oswald, well, I don't got know shot. that,
1: but Kevin Ryan documents uh, in his book Another Nineteen Suspects. He lays them out for you and their connections to NIST, who has connections to nanothermite. Uh, it's it's pretty incredible. Kevin Ryan is one of the major researchers. Uh, in in the country on this, David Ray Griffin's written 14 books on the subject, which fingers where, where did people those gentlemen, and where talks did those about who's responsible.
3: From. Sorry to interrupt you, but you made a point there, and I want to dig into it. So, okay, that's a possible crew. Where did those those Where did that crew come from?
1: The, that was, you're no, talking about the explosives loaders? No, no, no. The first the, you said, Kevin Ryan, another 19 suspects. Correct. Where did those 19 come from? These are top individuals, including uh, CEOs of corporations in the World Trade Center, whose, whose, uh, many of whose uh, people were moved out of the World Trade Center prior to 9/11. Interestingly, so others were sacrificed. So, in fact, uh,
3: uh, Cantor Fitzgerald up there,
1: uh, and, and the whole company, and in in uh, the, the, the floors that were hit by the airplanes, he documents that five floors above and below, roughly uh, in the North and South Towers, were retrofitted with uh, uh, fireproofing upgrades in the year or so before 9-11. Uh, so was that uh, an opportunity to place uh, fluid applied nanothermite? Because we know it's fluid because it's dual layered, red and gray. Uh, and there are these tiny chips that we talked about being uh, peer-reviewed in the Bentham Open Chemical Physics Journal, called active thermitic materials in the World Trade Center dust. So there, there he 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 invites us to look at some of these uh, uh, characters uh, who, and, and in fact, um, the, the 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 warden, if you will, of Iraq. Uh, did I didn't forget his name? Uh, uh, he. Paul Bremer was um, brought on the CEO of one of these corporations in the, in the World Trade Center, uh, brought on the day after 9-11 to finger Osama bin Laden. Uh, and then he's made the, uh, the Iraq uh, leader, if you will, the, 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 uh, there's a word for that. Um, so he's in charge of, of, of the reconstruction and after we invade Iraq. So anyway, he's a very suspicious individual. They're, they're numerous. Mayor Giuliani has his fingers all over this. Cheney uh, was put in charge of the Tripod Two exercise, which brought uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of state, local, and government officials uh, to Pier 92 in New York uh, and in a drill the day before 9-11. And guess what? When Building 7 went down, all of the responsibility was transferred over to that a uh, 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 set of um, operatives and agency uh, leaders who took over the, the the follow-up, if you will, to the attacks. Uh, and Mr. Gage, did you just say?
2: Did you just say Giuliani had his finger all over this, as
1: well as Cheney? Did you just say that? Many people have fingered them specifically well, as what? As involved in the planning and execution. And the cover-up of these attacks
2: are you one of the people that believe rudy giuliani and even dick cheney were involved
1: in it sure i believe that really because i have heard enough about it for instance uh, so
2: you believe rudy giuliani played a part in 9 11 america's mayor on 9 11 was the person the culprit he had to be oh really yeah please explain so Uh,
1: and and there are people who have researched his complicity for one he had foreknowledge of the buildings the twin towers Hmm. coming down and said We got notice that they're going to come down. Well, wait a minute. What about the 400 and 343 firefighters? They didn't get notice that the building was coming down, so they could get out of there. Only he had it. This is on. So, what are the chances that
2: Rudy Giuliani had a major part in 9/11?
1: That's very high. Very high. Yeah.
3: Richard, can I ask? So I have a a question here. I don't don't know how you, because I
1: was asked. Do the research. It's, okay, it's going to help you out. I'm going to. I'm okay. going to go. So
3: I, I was going from the technical research, where you've got you know all the the, the the chemical analysis of the dust and all the things are there, at that that you're referring to, and was commonly referred to. Okay, here's evidence. We put it under a microscope, we spectroscope, whatever we do, and we test it. We find it okay. But where you just went, I was just asking, hey, where do you think that, where, where's a crew that would know how to do this? And I think we've kind of jumped over to something. And I want to ask you how you make that. That mental jump? Because if you back into every conspiracy theory, then I could tell you that JFK was killed by Castro, the CIA, LBJ, the Freemasons, and Sam Giacana because Kennedy humped his girlfriend, right? And it becomes ridiculous. And suddenly you back into it. Well, naturally, that means that Kennedy must have been shot 64 times from 32 angles because all these people are upset. No, it's impossible. So, how do you jump mentally from a dignified group of people that understand structural engineering and architecture to say, okay, where's the people that would know how to do this? Where's the crew and jump all the way over to, to people like Giuliani and Cheney and everyone else. It seems to go from technical stuff. That's pretty tight to all the way over there to almost like the Kennedy conspiracy list respectfully. Do you see what I'm asking? How, how do you mentally make that jump?
1: Well, you, you research, uh, david ray griffin you research uh another which night. was the spark that Kevin was the Ryan. gentleman in
3: the first group that sparked you that was your yeah. triggering moment correct yeah, yeah
1: yeah, in 2006 and and then you know th- th- there's the evidence which is overwhelming irrefutable dispositive uh body of evidence for the explosive demolition of the towers that's what we specialize in because we're technical people but we as as uh, Pat said, you can't help but uh, do peripheral research done by others, read it, and come to the conclusions that high-level individuals, specifically uh, Cheney, who's put in charge of this tripod to biochemical attack drill on Pier 92 the day before 9/11, and you can't you can't avoid uh, this type of peripheral, circumstantial evidence and come to the conclusion that, A, this was an inside job, B, top levels of government had to be involved uh, because, uh, C, uh, among the becauses, uh, the 9-11 Commission report uh, fingered the Bush administration, the uh, NORAD, the Air Force, the CIA, and the FBI as lying to them. This is the top leaders, Thomas Keene and the other uh, leader of the 9-11 Commission. Uh, uh, so, so when they say that in their book publicly, uh, Max Cleland resigning from the 9-11 Commission, saying this is a national scandal. This was set up. It's the most partisan commission ever assembled. So we have uh, whistleblowers who were leaders of the 9-11 Commission. And who wrote the report? Not them. Philip Zelikow. Philip Zelikow is a Bush insider who wrote his Ph.D. thesis on the creation and maintenance of public myth. I mean, you start to look at all this stuff and you begin to form opinions which are based on facts. Can you prove all of all of the complicities? No, I don't even try to. But I can prove that these towers were blown up by incendiaries and explosives. And that's all we need to prove.
0: I want to I do a couple things here. One, I want to show those two clips on how WTC7 comes down. Two, I want to play a clip from Donald Rumsfeld. But before we do so, let me let me read a couple of the super chats of people involved here, what they said, uh, just so you know what the audience is thinking. So one, Scott Rodriguez, 50 bucks. you the man, Scott. He's an insider with us. The jet fuel completely burned off right when the plane hit and exploded on impact. Throw gas or jet fuel on an open flame. And see if there's any residual fuel left. There won't be. The claim that the fuel ran down the elevator shaft is false. Okay, so that's Scott.
1: Well, even NIST acknowledges <coughs> that 90% of the jet fuel burned up outside the building. The rest mm-hmm. was gone in 10 minutes. All mm-hmm. it did was light fires, according to NIST. So that's the official. And that's
0: narrative. according to NIST. Yeah. So if there's anybody that wouldn't, you know, claim that would be them. But yeah. even and jet fuel is that.
1: just kerosene. It burns according to its manufacturer, 600 degrees Fahrenheit. That's that's n- uh, nothing compared to yeah, jet hot fuel- fires.
3: All the, fuels that end in open air. En, all the fuels that end with ENE, right? Kerosene, all those things,
1: they atomize very quickly and they make. And that's why you saw the big fireball outside mm-hmm. the tower. Got
0: Atomization, it. yeah. Smedley Butler, the third. Anyone with demolition background or training can spot nanothermite from a mile away. The thickness, power, and speed. People in the streets running for their lives were running from nanothermite. What do you say to that?
1: Well, they're running from the major dust clouds, which were extremely hot. The 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 heat was incredible. Uh, in the 2,800 degree temperatures documented by Bechtel and others uh, after the towers came down. Now, when the towers came down, the mechanical action of the collapse would surely put out mm-hmm. the fires that were there, uh, and and yet we have these 2,800 degree temperatures. They put a lake of fire. They couldn't get it off. They're dr- pulling up uh, uh, in the crab claw excavators beams that are dripping with molten metal. There's no official. Uh, and mm-hmm. there's, do, there's 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 uh, photographs of this. There's no official um, account of, accounting for this in the narrative at all. They, they they can't, so they deny it. They put it down. John Gross, the pub NIST uh, co-project leader, says, "Oh, uh, there, there's pools of molten iron." And then we show in our documentary <clears throat> dozens of first responders talking about molten iron and the the incredible uh, documentation <clears throat> by. Um do we have a mute on these buttons I want to I don't want to
0: clear Just push my it button, but... push it aside
1: push it aside Okay <laughs> sorry about that folks Anyway, uh, the documentation is incredible. And so we can speculate about the motives and the, uh, the the availability of these people to continue lying and wrestle with their conscience. But you can't deny any of the evidence that's there from these official agencies in particular, and scientists like Worcester Polytechnic University that says silver dollar holes in the beams. Jonathan Barnett, fire protection engineer who became one of the leaders of the FEMA report, saying uh, that the ends of the... The beams were partly evaporated. Guess what? It takes 4,000 degree temperatures to evaporate steel. So even he is 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 there admitting unwittingly uh, about the existence of these extreme temperatures. That was
3: an insightful chat. What is the rest of the audience saying?
0: Yeah. So next one is what about the trillions that went missing the day before 9/11? Uh, that no one investigated after the towers went down yeah this
1: is Donald Rumsfeld who, right. who announced uh, to the world uh, that they still can't find 2.3 trillion dollars uh, and and the day later uh, where does the the, the uh, attack on the Pentagon occur in the investigative body of those researchers who were uh, looking auditing, auditing the the Pentagon looking for that 2.3 trillion dollars?
0: Okay. So the next one is YouTube has many videos where people have, this is, I think Paul K O V 12 X 12 X is an insider as well. Uh, where people have taken the lives of their own innocent family members, The human element argument loses credibility when people can and have taken the lives of, uh, within their family. That may be right, but I don't know about 50 people to be able to do that. Okay. So let's go ahead and look at this clip here from WTC seven. Um, If you want to just press play so we can take a look at this, and and Richard, you can narrate this while this
1: is Yeah, you'll notice the East Penthouse falls first. It's an isolated explosion independent of the uh, controlled demolition. There's no evidence under it uh, that uh, that's uh, carrying through all the way to the bottom as NIST claims. If you can show it again, you can see the upper part, right, loop that. The upper part falls just a half a second prior to the overall. Mm -hmm. That completely uh, wipes out the NIST theory that this uh, instability traveled from the left to the right right, east to west. And so what we see is the West penthouse in Screenwall falling a half a second prior, indicating that the 20 core columns beneath it all gave way at once, which also betrays NIST's uh, uh, lie uh, about the uh, how it came down. And then the overall building comes down smoothly, symmetrically, at freefall acceleration, at least a third of its seven-second fall, even admitted by NIST. Freefall. They admit that. They denied it at first, saying that, gosh, freefall, if it came down at freefall, that would mean there'd be no structure underneath, uh, Shamsunder of Nis says. Well, wait a minute. They l- admit later, being embarrassed in a public conference, that it did, in fact, come down by freefall, so they admit that in their final report, uh, but they don't admit the implications of that. Where did the 80 columns in this building go so that this building could fall as fast as a bowling ball falling out of the sky? They. They they must have been removed. They could only have been removed by explosives, and uh,
0: how should it have fallen? Well, if it's not it, a how should we've never should
1: ever in history lost a skyscraper due to fires, uh, the steel frame fireproof skyscraper. Never, never, it's never happened. This is completely unprecedented, and NIST even admits that.
0: Richard, and then, I want to keep hearing him, Tom. Please continue. Yeah. No, continue. So I, I asked the question: How should it have fallen? Yeah. So you're saying never in the history has a skyscraper.
1: Yeah. So now we're in, in the and we're speculating. So if uh, if if column seventy nine failed, it's in the northeast corner of the building. Can you imagine how it should have fallen if it were to fall? It would have fallen over toward because like somebody kicks you in the knee, you fall uh, toward the injury. So uh, th- that's how it could have fallen were it to fall, which is completely unprecedented.
3: The age you are, no offense, and what you come from, certainly you know about the first interstate fire in Los Angeles, like 88?
1: Very hot, very large, and very long-lasting fire in that building. No collapse. And the building is
3: still here. It's no longer the first interstate building, but it's still here.
1: There's over 50 buildings that have suffered major fires. But but this
3: was one that was particularly hot. I remember reading about this,
0: that this was so... 1,400 degrees Fahrenheit. Probably. How high is this? How many? St- 62 stories. Can you show the picture of it so people can see yeah, as well? 88. Take it's, a look at that.
1: Just one of many, many, many examples. And, and after 9-11, we have the Grenville Tower in in London, which was completely engulfed from top to bottom. In Dubai, we and have... And by the way,
3: take a look right there. The sprinkler system was 90% installed but mostly inoperative. So there was no internal water. There was no sprinkler systems. There was no way for the fire department to get ladders, and up, still it ladders didn't come up past down. 21 floors. Yep. And so they went through this. And the building's still standing, still there in L.A. And that was one of the hottest, uncontained,
0: unsprinkled, in other words, internal system fires. How long did the fire last? I'm trying to find it now. I'm just curious how long the fire lasted. So you would assume the when was when was world trade center one and two the the one, when were they built can you can you, can you go to it
1: they topped out in 73 hmm. and,
3: and they were the tallest buildings in the world at yeah, i thought time. there was a big bicentennial thing and there were stuff going on in 76 there yeah. 73 well 73 is one but i remember a big bicentennial thing it was in you know 1976 200 yeah, yeah, yeah. years uh, richard have there been any
2: other case examples of planes crashing into Major
1: towers? Well, the, the Empire State Building got hit by a B-25 bomber. All the fuel went into the building. Uh, no collapse. You're saying the Empire State... That was before sprinklers. What? The Empire State Building. Was hit by a what now? A B-25 bomber. This is like a and 19, then, 1945. 1945.
0: You oh, know why I'm laughing? There's no I'm, sprinklers
1: in the building either.
0: I'm, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because... Okay, I'm a math guy. Okay, mm-hmm. you, you're an insurance guy with actuary. Life settlement is all about math and actuary, right? Correct. A freaking bomber hits the Empire State. Building. It's a military plane. That's a Big. military massive. <laughs> I I've, I've seen hits the Empire State Building, and it still doesn't collapse. In a building that was
3: built. The, in the structure 1900s was not. When was
0: when was the Empire State Building built? They were. Uh, is there they, any video of that? Uh, no, you... this was
3: 1945.
0: So there was video in 45. It's on Instagram.
3: Back in the days when they
2: were yeah, using right. Instagram. They have Structural
1: growth. engineers designed those buildings much stronger, actually, than they do today. You can go to a tour of the sure. Empire State Building. There's sure a million themselves.
3: bricks. There's a million bricks in the foundation. Well, any, the anything
2: of... in recent memory in the last 20, 30, 40 years? Not 1945. Anything where a plane has hit a building? Anything recent? Uh, there's small planes that have hit buildings. Mm. But massive planes. Look at Nothing.
3: That. Let's take a look at this. It's a big plane,
2: man. <laughs> that ain't a big plane, dog. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a small plane. Well, compared, compared to let's plane. let's let's <laughs> be super clear here. That ain't a fucking big plane. Now
1: let's talk about that's the. It's a, a small, small plane. plane. The 766... It's how many
2: people fit in that plane?
3: You could probably fit.
1: Okay, John Skilling, the, the structural that
2: engineer. Ain't stop, okay. That yep. ain't a plane. stop yelling. It's not okay. Cessna, Cessna, it hit a 172 building that okay. was built it's on old military standards. Standards. bombs. Granted, clearly. yes, that's not a. It's an very building. passenger. Let me tell you about
1: the plane that hit the tower. John sure. Skilling uh, was the structural engineer of the World Trade Center. Leslie Robertson worked under him. He designed, he said, quote, I, he designed the, building, the buildings to uh, take a hit from not one but two 707s, the largest at the mm-hmm. time, which carries the same kinetic force as a <clears throat> 767 because they travel faster anyway. Uh, it, it, but he said the problem would be uh, that the fuel would dump into the building, but the building would still be there. So their intent mm-hmm. was to protect it from such Occurrences.
2: How much bigger is the commercial airline planes than this B-52 bomber?
1: They're bigger. Massively
2: bigger. Yeah. Not even
3: close. Yeah. Okay. Dude, but they're him, not, him, when
2: was the Empire State Building built? 1905
3: or something?
0: Yeah, but 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 Adam, there's still... To, okay, so a few things. To say in the history of mankind, no building 31. has collapsed because of fire? No a little structural...
1: Weird. Uh, no steel framed fireproofed building. Uh, there's an important distinction. We, we fireproof our buildings uh, as insurance uh, uh, to, to, to keep fire from becoming an issue. And then we sprinkler them to keep it from becoming an issue. So uh, that dual reason is the, is the primary. Yeah, you can see it. If you
3: watch a building being built, you drive by every day and they're building a building. All of a sudden you notice the steel is covered with looks like foam.
1: It's not foam, it's cement, essentially. Right, but Uh, to your
3: eye as you drive by, not being an informed person about these sorts of things, wow, it looks like this steel is being covered with foam and now they're building it. And so you see it every day, but you don't know you're seeing it. That's my point. And you're saying that's the fireproofing that goes on modern buildings.
1: Yeah.
2: By by the way, I'm sure you're familiar with the story. A little over a year ago, here in Miami, Right around the block from where I grew up, mm-hmm. the Champlain Towers came down in Miami. Yeah, right. There was no fire. There was no plane. It just yeah. freaking collapsed. I did research that one. Okay. Carefully. Would you Would you break that down?
1: Yeah. Um, what we have is uh, uh, residents of the building looking down at the pool area, which is over well, on a deck, which is over the garage, and they they start seeing sinkholes in, in the uh, around the pool. So and then you, and then what what's clear from the photographs is that the deck the pool deck falls and is skewered by these remaining uh, columns. There's a shear failure, and uh, this and, and then that transfers over to the building. Uh, so so yes, uh, it's clear that uh, in that case we have a a. Um, A structural failure due to incredible lack of maintenance, A, and B, poor design because the steel didn't go uh, across the deck and down into the column in in both ways uh, to to decrease the probability of a sheer failure.
0: I have to read this comment. This is the comment of the day. Uh, John Hernandez Adam, the chief structural engineer of Timbuktu. (laughs) Mm -hmm. John Hernandez, you're the man. (laughs) Funny stuff here. By the way, uh, September 17, 2001, a statement issued on Al Jazeera by Bin Laden saying, the U.S. government has consistently blamed me for being behind every occasion, uh, its enemies attack. Uh, I would like to assure the world that I did not plan the recent attacks, which seems to have been planned by people for personal reasons.
1: He, said, he also attack? said in
0: that quote, uh, this is Osama bin Laden. bin Laden, he, he next said, said,
2: I did not plan the recent attacks.
0: No. And he said, I if you like want to assure the world that I did not plan the recent attacks, which seems to have been planned by people for personal reasons.
1: And then he says, if you want to know who's responsible, look to the government in, in, inside of your own country who wants to make this century, a century of war between Christian and Islam. That That's the rest of that quote. So if you could put n- people, actual <laughs>
2: a- <laughs> actual names at the top of the list, motives, not agencies, not, you know, smoky shadow characters, actual names, what names would you put at the top of the list for the culprits of
3: 9/11? I gave you two. Go ahead.
1: Uh, uh and the two I, you said. I'm pretty sure. You Say, said? I don't recall Giuliani the two. Rumsfeld. You're Cheney. Cheney. saying yeah. the evidence shows, yes. which I am not the researcher of, but mm-hmm. I have looked at, that Cheney's involved in this up to his neck. Okay. I, I doubt Bush is. He's not bright enough to be trusted with information like that.
2: So Dick Cheney top of the list, and then Giuliani? <clears throat>
1: Giuliani is involved I don't know what the level of involvement mm-hmm. in he's the mayor of New York he was responsible for setting up this tripod to biochemical <clears throat> attack drill the day before 9/11 uh, where the all the responsibilities uh, of the follow-up of the aftermath of the attack were, were transferred. any
2: other major figures that you would put on that list other than Cheney and
1: Giuliani? well um, uh, certainly uh, Paul Bremer is is involved okay um, but see, now, when you ask me that, um, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now I am subject to, to you give, asking me about evidence. So I'd have to say that what I'm doing is speculating based on looking at other mm-hmm. people's research that I encourage you to look at. If, in fact, you're really interested in getting to the bottom of what happened on 9-11, as you say you are, uh, you will read Another 19 by Kevin Ryan. You will read a new 9-11, New Pearl Harbor by David Ray Griffin, 9-11, Omissions and Distortions by David Ray Griffin, 9-11, Unmasked by David Ray Griffin, and, and the other nine books that he's
2: now written. Now, go motive with Cheney with... So you're asking
1: me to speculate. No, yeah, okay.
2: well, I think this entire thing is a, a lot of speculation. I mean, there's... Some- no, the
1: evidence isn't speculation, but I will say this, um, if you want to know the motive in a crime and you're a criminal investigator or an investigative journalist doing your work, what you do, uh, A, first and foremost, perhaps, follow the money. There's an excellent documentary by James Corbett at thecorbettreport.com. 9-11 trillions follow the money. Mm -hmm. He uncovers the financial crimes which make the murders... um, pale by comparison that are going on. The bonds that were uh, all of a sudden uh, irrelevant, uh, billions in bonds that were due on on, uh, 9-11 didn't have to be paid. Those those bonds, I understand, were used to bring down the Soviet Union and they didn't have to be paid for. So those were debts that didn't have to be followed up. There's a gold heist in the basement of the Twin Towers that's discussed. Uh, There are uh, many, many financial crimes uh, and then, uh, so where, where does the money lead? Um, and, and it's a difficult and circuitous route, according to those who have, who have followed that. But Many what, will say it
2: got siphoned off to all the big defense contractors, right? Uh, Lockheed maybe, Martin, but, uh, Northrop Grubman, uh, look, Raytheon, all, look, all these groups, right?
1: The neocons were brought into the Bush administration en masse, a dozen of them. They developed a think tank, called the Project for a New American Century, pnac.org. In that uh, key uh, 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 website where they put forth their goals, they they said, we've got to have regional hegemony in the Middle East. We've got to have a vast increase in the military budget. But absent a catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor, These goals will take a long, long time to realize. And Bush writes in his diary the next day, today we had our new Pearl Harbor.
0: Can you do me a favor and play that Donald Rumsfeld video? And then I got a question before we wrap up.
1: (laughs) Fail to adapt.
3: And the fact that they can fail and die is what provides the incentive to survive. But governments can't die. So we need to find other incentives for bureaucracy to adapt and improve. The technology revolution has transformed organizations across the private sector. But not ours, not fully, not yet. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. We cannot share information from floor to floor in this building because it's stored on dozens of different technological systems that are inaccessible or incompatible.
1: This is the day before
3: 9-11. Yeah, September 10, 2001.
1: You're missing $2.3 trillion. And those people who were looking at it got killed because the plane or whatever it was that attacked the Pentagon uh, went uh, right into that office.
3: See, the technical stuff here pat scares the hell out of me right the technical stuff going through this and listening to fair-minded scientists architects structural engineers talking about the stuff they found the thing there even either it's there or it's not you know You know what I mean? And finding all this and finding the thermite and then seeing the pictures and then hearing the workers directly say, we don't walk over there. Why? My boot melted. It stuck to that. And underneath was like a turtle shell of molten stuff. These are workers that were cleaning it up with the claws. And every now and then they said they would get to this turtle shell and you never stepped on those. You had to be careful because your boot would melt to it because what was under it was still thermite that was just sitting there like like lava under a volcano. So, okay, so you, you look at all that. But all the rest of the stuff here on this and follow the money, this and that, it still takes me back to where's the real crew? And so I see the technical evidence. I see WTC that was hard for me to to, to swallow, but it was it's really tough for me to find the crew. And that's why I was asking you, you about your guys thinking about the crew, and it's led us down multiple paths yeah i want i want to do I you wanna, have one angle
0: i want i, I want to say because we've hit that already three or four times okay and but but what i want to do i want to ask this this question uh what other credible uh, jesse ventura is with you uh, obviously with what he said okay so i've seen some of his stuff but who else out there that's credible that has a name that's got influence uh, agrees with your uh, ideas of what happened here with 9-11
1: Cynthia McKinney grilled Donald Rumsfeld, who, by the way, is obviously implicated in the planning and execution of of 9-11. She grilled him. She talked to him about the 2.3 trillion. She talked to him and asked him about the air drills that were happening, 20 of them, on the day of 9-11, that took our our fighter jets north to Canada and and Alaska. Vigilant Guardian, uh, for, for for to name one of them, and then there were hijacking drills that also put blips of hijacking hijacked planes on the radars of the air traffic controllers, confusing them. Their public record saying, "Is this real world or or is this is this the drill? Turn off the drill, stop these sims." And guess what? They didn't. Those exercises didn't get stopped until after the Pentagon was hit. And by the way, it was hit, whatever hit it. It was an hour, we're told it was a plane, it may be a plane, I don't know. The question is, uh, why was it flying unmolested in our skies for an hour after both towers were hit? So yes, Donald Rumsfeld, who's out on the lawn uh, picking up pieces of airplanes uh, for some reason um, and doing photo ops, was not in his office managing the attacks uh, that day for some Interesting reason we can speculate on.
0: But but who else? Who else? You just gave one name so far. Who else agrees with you? That's a leader of. Wilson oh, I'm sorry.
1: Donald Rumsfeld certainly doesn't agree with me. Hmm. I. No, you said
0: the lady that questioned him. That's, McKinney. Uh, McKinney. Yeah. Well, there are many else?
1: actors, uh, for instance? Uh, uh, Charlie
0: Sheen. You know some of those names. Ruffalo. Sheen, uh, Mark Ruffalo.
1: Mark uh, Ruffalo. Woody Harrelson. Uh, these are all people. Uh, Alex Baldwin, who, who have. Um, have made positive comments, uh, raised serious questions about the official narrative, have pointed to our work as being uh, really important, uh, but who have? Well, Ed Asner is is a key. Uh, God rest his soul. He he has he, he he narrated our documentary, The Mysterious Collapse of Building of World Trade Center Seven, uh, where we document all of this evidence in just 15 minutes, it's right on my website, RichardGage911. He narrates this documentary that exposes uh, all of the key points of evidence there. In seven.
0: Uh, who's, who do you think is the best president of all time? JFK. Second best.
1: I'm not going to have a second best because I think there's been so much corruption uh, since then. I think that was a coup in our
0: country. Try, Try a little bit. Who else would you say has been a great president we've had? No one's, How about everyone... George Washington? That's a safe one, you say. Everybody... <laughs> I get what you're doing. Now you're being political.
1: Okay, give me Andrew Jackson.
0: How about in the last Andrew years? Andrew
1: Jackson challenged the
0: banking cartel Since of the day. Since 1960, outside of Kennedy. There, there's none. There's none.
1: There's no uncorrupted president. you vote? Yeah.
0: You do vote? Yeah. Okay. Um, do, you, do you typically vote with, Democratic policies or Republican policies?
1: It depends on who's telling the truth. Lately, nobody's been telling the truth.
0: But you still vote.
1: Yeah. Well, I think Trump told more truth than uh, th- than others. So uh, I did vote for him. But did he instigate uh, a 9-11 investigation like he said he was going to do, which is why I voted for him? But no, we got nothing about 9 uh, 11 truth. After that,
0: I asked for a different reason, and and and, and you know, <clears throat> for the the only reason I'm asking is because I'm trying to uh, uh, see where your motives are to have a bone here to uh, to go. You know when you're saying Giuliani, Rumsfeld, Cheney, all that stuff. I mean, obviously, you know Michael Moore. What he his argument? He took a completely different argument there. It, this is what this is a video from Trump recently. Uh, July 28th, everybody 2020. freezing and freezing.
2: That? Uh, that? that was at the live golf tournament when he caught a lot of flack from. Uh, have going. Huh.
0: It's not working? No, I had other audio in the background. Okay, go ahead. Try it. Go back a little bit. Let's see what he has to say about this.
3: You're so closely associated with the city of New York. You, of all people,
1: understand the passion surrounding 9-11. What do you say to those family members who protested earlier this week and will be doing so again on Friday? Well, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11,
3: unfortunately, and they should have, as to the maniacs that did that horrible... Thing to our city to our country to the world so nobody's really been there but i can tell you that uh, there are a lot of really great people that are out here today and we're going to have a lot of fun
1: and we're going to celebrate and money's going to charity a lot of money's going to charity he just skates the issue yeah
2: this was july 28th of this year
1: yeah i mean that was the his opportunity to say yeah we should really have an investigation And if you elect me president, I will get to the bottom of what really happened on 9-11, which he was saying in the campaign leading up to his uh, election victory.
0: Well, you know, we're coming to the end of it here. Um, I got to tell you, I've I've sincerely enjoyed this, uh, having you on. And I've learned a lot. I've gotten smarter. Uh, It's uh, the argument, folks, if you're listening to this, if you yourself, I'm looking at some of the commentary, people saying, I feel disturbed. I feel uncomfortable. I feel, you know, if any of this stuff is true, this is disturbing to me. Uh, uh, on on the topic that uh, we're discussing with nine eleven, but look, the reality of why we do what we do: uh, we bring guests, some that we agree with, some that we don't agree with, some to get smarter, some to get a little bit more educated, and nothing is more uh, uh, revealing of the truth than a good debate back and forth, and somebody that's willing to sit there and. Rebuttal, whatever questions that we come up with, and I appreciate you for doing that. So for the audience that wants to find you, what, what you've given your website multiple times, or where, where should people go to find you?
1: Yep, it is. Richard Gage, 911.org. Lots of evidence there. 75 podcasts with people in and around the 9 /11 truth movement. Uh, my wife, Gail Gage, and I are, are hosting these podcasts to bring in these kinds of experts who will finger who done it. I mean, there are people. There's such a lot as, of
0: people. You know that finger people. I mean, that's the. the you know, so, but you're saying so they will point them out. Is what you're saying?
1: Oh yeah, people like yeah. Uh, Christopher Boleyn, for instance, has an alternative view about who's responsible in his book "Solving 9/11." That's interesting, but um, I don't know. I I'm I haven't read it. Uh, I'm i'm open-minded
0: well if and by the way what you said i'm open to it as well anybody that uh, is uh, willing to share what you if you were on the inside if you know anything about this stuff that maybe you've not been comfortable to come out and talk about it i would love to talk to you send me an email patrick at once again patrick at would love to speak with you one-on-one okay having said that uh, for some of you guys that are still watching live the interview tate goes one o'clock it'll be in the next two hours when it goes live have a wonderful day, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast, give it a subscribe and a mm-hmm. thumbs up. God back, bless the USA tomorrow.
2: and freedom of speech. Oh, we're back Amen. tomorrow. Really. Who is it tomorrow? Big Papa.
0: Papa John, I believe. No way. Papa John. Papa John. The the Papa John, pa- John that was asked to, wow, okay, so the, the founder Papa, Papa John. John will be in the house. Billionaire Papa John in the house to talk about a bunch of controversy with them, branding, marketing, storytelling. All right, we'll okay. see you guys tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.